What is up, everybody? Gareth the Trash Man Larson here. You're listening to Trash Talk, and we have got a gangster on with us today. Johnny, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Not much. Just here to have a good time. <laughs> All right. That that we will have, and you'll drop some knowledge, I'm sure, dude. Let's hope so. So... First of all, we got to thank our sponsor, Larson Waste. Why, why don't you tell us about Larson Waste? What's Share sure, sure, some thoughts on Larson Waste, John. Dude, my favorite, my favorite memory of Larson Waste growing up is the old roll-off pool for the oh, 24th of yeah. July rodeo. That right there. That's a, I remember all the time, like, oh, Dad, when are we going to get a roll-off and make it a pool? <laughs> but... Which reminds me, I've got something to ask you about the rodeo because you're still on the rodeo board, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I got I got a bone to pick with you after this podcast. Okay, I'm I'm in <laughs> I'm head of sponsorships. So. Oh man, I really got a bone to pick with you <laughs> then. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Larson Waste is just so awesome to make pools out of their roll-offs. That's truth. So we should probably do that again. Snap some pictures now that Instagram is a thing because it was not a thing back when no. we were doing that. No, that was the good old days. Oh, man, that was a good time. So, anyway, Larson Waste, thank you for sponsoring the podcast. John, thank you for being here. Let's jump into our rants, which you're going to do first because you said you got, got a good one. So, real quick, for those that maybe didn't listen to the first time, share what you do and who you are and then roll into your rant. Okay, so my name is John Ballard. I am owner-operator, chief cook and bottle washer <laughs> of, of Ballard Senior Home Care. We provide in-home services to seniors across the whole White Mountains um, of northeastern Arizona. And our goal and mission is to help seniors be able to stay in their homes as long as possible, make sure that they're well taken care of and safe. And, uh, and so it's a pretty cool thing that we get to do. We get to serve the get greatest generation alive, in, in my opinion of people who have done a lot of good for our country and we're super appreciative of them and all that they've done and and we love serving them. They're they're fun. Except for when we have dumb things happen. Well sounds like you got some clarity around that. Yeah, yeah, I That's uh, awesome. I I had a uh, an experience where I saw a thing that a that a photographer put together about that real quick of <clears throat> And we've shared it on all of our social media, so if you want to look it up, it's at Ballard Senior Home Care, B's and Boy, A-L-L-A-R-D, Senior Home Care, spelled out, um, of, a, of a photographer that took pictures of seniors looking in mirrors in different places where you, someone would typically have a mirror in their home, and in the reflection was their younger self. And in these reflections were firefighters, police officers, uh, Navy officers. Um, World War II vets. World War II vets, nurses that, you know, it, you could tell it just been taking care of someone on the battlefield and stuff like that and and it really kind of gave a perspective of it was kind of a wake-up call of like hey you know um the people we take care of now they may be a shell of themselves now of what they were but before we have no idea what they've contributed to the world Uh, dude i i love talking to old people like man they say the coolest stuff they've got the best stories like yeah that's cool it's super cool what you do man and let's just throw this out there. You've got a few side hustles under your belt too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people that's uh, not smart enough to say no to a good opportunity. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I flip homes on the side, um, mostly because it just makes sense to me. I grew up in construction and, and been doing that. And I like to help, as I just told you, with the, um, our local 24th of July Pioneer Days 
uh, uh, celebrations, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, the, the the population of Snowflake Taylor area about quadruples in a weekend. Yeah, buddy, a lot of trash to be hauled. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we do that, and and so yeah, it's I, I try to stay busy, which Good. I sometimes stay too busy. Well, dude, you're all primed up. Roll into your rant now. So my rant for for right now is I'd have to say if some if you know someone knows how to do their job, trust them. If someone knows how to do their job, let them do their freaking job. <laughs> and, and, and if they know what they're talking about, believe them. Okay? Don't try and tell someone who, about something that they know way more than you about because it, it just is super frustrating for that person. Um, I, it drives me nuts. I've been in this for a while now, and I've got a lot of experience. We've taken care of a lot of people. And I have seen more crazy situations than I care to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, and we know how to deal with those things. And when people don't trust that you know how to deal with the situation, uh, it, it, it just creates conflict. And it creates uh, mistrust in between everybody. And it's just bad news bears. And so that's my rant today is, is freaking if someone does something for a living and they are an expert at, them, at that, freaking trust them. Yeah. They know what they're doing, and they know how to solve the problems that you have in whatever that may be. Listen to John, gosh dang it. He knows what he's doing. Anyways, yeah, that's my <laughs> rant. It, it drives me nuts when, when, when someone will, will trust, trust us for a little while, and then they'll have one little hiccup. And we'll tell them, okay, just be patient. We will fix your problem for you. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I can't trust you all of a sudden when we've already fixed a ton of problems for yeah. you. It's like, guys, come on. Yep, I've seen it. It's not our first rodeo. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, rolling into my rant. I had an experience with a mentor last week where I'd I'd, uh, requested some time with this mentor and thought I had this really good story. Like, sounds so good to me of like these issues I'm having and why those issues were real and why it was a real thing and like, Man, I really, like, made this good story. That was like, yeah, he's going to be like, yeah, that's a tough situation you're in. Like, ooh, give me some advice. You know, this is all kind of subconscious happening, but, like, that's what was really going on. And so I get on a on a call with him. You know, we're FaceTiming, and I'm like, hey, like, here's here's my story. Laid it out. And, man, was he, he's like, if I was with you, I'd shake you. And, man, he was able to shake me through the phone. He was like, <laughs> listen, Garrett, it's time for you to put your big boy pants on and this time keep them on. Like, put them on and go take care of the freaking business that you've got to take care of. Like, you're, you've got these responsibilities. Go handle it. And, uh, man, I think sometimes we just need people to shake us like that. Um, and and sometimes we need to do that to people. And I know times where I felt I need to do it with person. And it takes you have to build the equity in the person. Yeah, like, you have to. Have, uh, yeah, I I knew the the person I was speaking with loved me, wanted the best for me, and was there to help me. So if you've got that equity in a person, I know for myself, lots of times I've been afraid to do that because you don't want to say something the person doesn't like. Yada yada yada. And what I can say to that is like, man, I what a gift it was for him to not buy into my crap that I had spun up and told. It was like, that's all just a story, Garrett. Like, shut up, put on your big board pants, and go get it done. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, you're right. And so, one, 
be humble enough to take that. And two, um, don't be afraid to give that out. Like I said, if you've built the equity in that person, that you can deliver that in a way that they know that it's being delivered because you love them and want the best for them. Yeah. So, so it was a great experience for me. Just quick thing I wanted to say on that is I've had a similar situations where like I thought a problem was a big problem and then when I said it out loud to somebody I was like oh shit that's really not that big of a problem <laughs> son of a gun oh, <laughs> yeah, like, man, man. I, like a real wimp I need to just <laughs> handle this like it's so funny how things are that way like when we're able to be awake to what's really going on in almost any situation it's like oh like there's two guys here that like see something different like that's that's the situation like but you might spin it up of like oh it's me and uh this good friend and we disagree and we're never gonna agree and we're never gonna be friends anymore and like i'm gonna like his family will die or like you know you just build this huge story when you can be awake enough to be like oh it's two guys that like just see something different and then you can speak to that and usually it's handled yeah so yeah, one, don't get too spun up, and two, take, take, the, uh, take the advice of the experts, like John said. So, uh, rolling into our podcast. So, I sat down with John, and I was like, John, what do you think we should podcast about? Because John is someone that I look up to because he spends so much time and so much effort going and being with people that he believes he can um, have a valuable relationship with like I've seen you do that and I think that's such an amazing thing how you do that um and so I'm like John you're out there doing that all the time what what do you what do you think we can talk about on this that would serve um the entrepreneurs that listen to us the um trash company owners that listen to us and just the hustlers that listen to us like what would serve that and John came up with this concept of not making uh decisions out of fear and you spoke that you've got some uh experience in that so why don't you kind of frame that up and and tell us what you mean by that like i think the biggest part of that is that a lot of it comes from how i was raised in a sense of and it's kind of twofold of making a lot of fear-based decisions in life and also having a I think it also, that also goes along with a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I think those two go in it, just about anybody's world. They go hand in hand. If you're making fear-based decisions, you're probably going to be small-minded in something as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like I was raised in, in a sense that way. I love my parents. I couldn't have asked for better parents. But, but that was just the world we grew up in. And that's how my parents were raised in a lot of ways. So what, what did that look like? Did that look like... Save, 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 because there's always going to be a rainy day around the corner and everything's going to go to crap. Or did that look like don't ever take on any risk because you might lose something that you've already worked for? Or, like, can you put a little bit more language to what what being raised in a scarcity mindset looked like? A little bit of both. You know, a lot of it was... Was, yeah, hey, never spend any money on things. Save every last penny. You know, the only way you're ever going to get anywhere is if you save your way there. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in that sense, yes. Um, and then a lot of it was, yeah, you know, don't, don't take risks. Don't, don't do the big thing. You know, slow and steady wins the race, which part of that is true. And I, in ways, I can still agree with that, that perspective. But, uh, but a lot of it was, was, was hey, don't. Don't put yourself out there too far or else you're going to get burned. 
And what I, if the biggest thing I've learned is, is getting burned is the quickest way to learn. Yeah. Like you need to be, you need to fall in love with failing. I like that. Like I, I've learned that like, like for example, I told you that I flip houses on the side. Like if I do something wrong and when I flip a house and I could have saved money and done it in less time, I'm freaking pumped. Yeah. Because I figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. What that makes me think of and take, take note of this Trey, so we can come back and I'll put it in an Instagram link of who it is. Cause I don't remember what his name is, but there was a guy back in the eighties and it's been reintroduced to me through Ontacore of uh, something that's called uh, already always listening. And the guy that introduced that to kind of the world, um, and, and I believe it was in the 70s or 80s, was the idea of like, there's, we've already, and we always have a idea or like an opinion about something. And he just wrapped that into a listening. And so what, how, how this relates is like, so people with money, like, sounds like to me that like your parents viewed money as like, oh, it's a scarce thing. So you have to save it because you're only going to get so much in life. And so you save what you can to make sure that you're okay because eventually it will stop. Um, or at any time it will stop or, or whatever. And so what I would say is like that, that already always listening is that thought of money like is scarce. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get money. That's a listening that I think most everyone in the world has. Mm, oh, absolutely. Is, it's really hard to make money. Oh, absolutely. And it takes X, Y, and Z, like whether that's hard work, whether that's sacrifice, whether that's that. Like those may or may not be true. But what I would encourage people to do is challenge those. Like something that I've always seen in my life is I've always had this idea of it takes a lot, a lot of hard work to make money. And I've just operated that way. I've never questioned it. But if anybody makes money fast or in a way that seems like it didn't take an enormous amount of effort, I was always like, oh, they must be a scamster. That's not real. That's not happening that way. You have to put years of hard work, sweat and tears, and you have to work 18 hours a day to make money. Now, that may or may not be true, but I didn't even have an opening for the opportunity over here that it, it, it might not be true because there's people out there that go make a bunch of money in the stock market and it doesn't take much work. Yeah. You know, like whether that's good or bad or ugly, like, the reality is there's people that, like, have done that. And that's their perspective, whereas yeah. in your perspective is it takes, you know, all that long, hard work. It's yeah, just so, a perspective. So I would never have the opportunity to make money in an efficient way if I don't challenge that listening I have of, hey, it takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work to make any money. Um, which, you know, there's good, bads. I could talk circles around that, but, like... That that just was present for me when you were saying that's kind of how you had uh, viewed the world, that, like, you were raised and that was scarce. You had a listing that, like, there wasn't always a ton of money to be made, that you had to be careful and not, um, you had to be, re- um, you know, really, really um, careful about taking on any risk. Mm-hmm. And that, that is what you would say was a fear-based decision. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. hundred percent, like... And then once I became an adult, I started realizing, like, how many 
of my decisions were fear-based in the fact of like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this because I feel like I might be afraid I'm going to fall flat on my face or I'm going to, I'm going to fail and lose all my money and have to start from, from scratch again. Uh And once I realized that like, that's okay to do that and, and you're still going to come out in some way ahead and that I just need to be okay with the failure and accept it and learn from it and like relish the failure, like a light bulb went off in my head of like, dude, I can do anything. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can. Like I'm, I might fail a ton of times before it, but once I put my mind to it, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I love the, what's his bucket? Edison, Thomas Edison, he says, I didn't, he says, I didn't fail 10,000 times in, in creating the light bulb. I just figured out 10,000 ways how to not make a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, how would you balance that, like, fear with reason? Which because is, you want to be responsible, right? And, like, think things out, like, okay, here's what could happen and what couldn't happen, basically make a uh, cost-benefit analysis. Exactly. So how, how do you manage those two? Um, sometimes, and, and I by no means profess to have this figured out. I'm just starting to see the good results from doing this in my life. And that's, that's why it's been on my mind recently. But, um, I would say, you know, first ask yourself, am I making this decision out of fear or am I making this decision for the correct reasons? And, and, and it's still good to be the devil's advocate and look at it from, flip yourself over onto the other perspective, paradigm, whatever you want to call it, and look at it from, from the other side of, the, of, the, of, of whatever line you have drawn for yourself and say, okay, well, I can see it from this perspective, but then let's look at it from an objective rule and say, okay, yeah, here, here is reasonable, here is reasonable, but then if we get out into here, we're getting out into left field where we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what I do. I'm not saying it's the greatest way to do it, but I've found that I would much rather just make the decision, not worry about the fear, and focus on the good. Because if you focus on the good more than you do the bad, and, and you put forth enough action, usually the bad will still happen, but you've just put so much good into it Mm-hmm. That it, it it just wipes it out, and you still end up ahead. Yeah, well, if that makes any sense, I don't know if I explained that very well. Well, it makes sense to me because what what I hear in that is that uh, well, I guess what I would say to it is I've found how often I have to be a contradiction to everything I do. Like everything is a balance of everything, yeah. and so. It's, yeah, you don't make decisions on fear and you've got to factor everything in. And you you focus on your revenue and you don't worry about profit and you've got to be able to pay the bills. Yeah. And, like, there's it's always just and, 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 and so you've got to always have both because you wouldn't want to be a, it wouldn't be useful to be walking around with your heads in the head in the clouds of just, like, you know, it makes me think of those people when, when The Secret came out. And that was all big. And if you guys haven't heard of that, I mean, I, I don't have anything against it. I think it's just lacking in a lot of ways. But it, it discusses of, like, the power of your mind. And mm-hmm. I know when that, like, was really big, there were so many people that were like, yeah, I just, like, put out to the universe and then it happens. 
And a lot of people actually got in a lot of debt from that because they were like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I, I tell myself that every day and I write it down. And then they went and they spent like they were millionaires. <laughs> they were like, oh, like this is showing the universe that like I'm going to make it happen. So I'm just going to max out these credit cards and stuff like that. That happens to a lot of freaking people. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, there's no fear in that. But there's also no reason. Reason, absolutely. There's no plan, no like structure to make it happen. It's just, oh, let's bounce around and go, go do it. So this is an example that I use for myself, and it, it, hopefully it illustrates this point. But um, for example, so, so with, with my flip houses, I will be um, – I have a brother who is super, super talented – and honestly, um, you know, he's done really well for himself. But in my opinion, he is the most talented out of all of me and my siblings and, and probably could have been way more successful than he is. But he is on the flip side of that where he still makes too many fear-based decisions and is too reasonable. Uh-huh. And so he'll come over to my flip houses and he'll see something that I'm doing and he knows way more about construction than I do. I mean, 10 times the amount about construction that I do. And, and when he does construction, there's good, better, and best, and then there's the level that he does it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's like up over the top. And he'll come over, and he'll be like, well, why didn't you do this that way? And I said, to be honest, because I never even thought about that. And he says, well, why don't you tear it out and do it that way? And I says, because this way works. Uh-huh. And he says, but why don't you do that? And I says, because I analyzed it. This met the need. I'm still doing an excellent job. I'm still providing a great thing, a, a great service for whoever is going to buy this house, and they're going to have a great home. But I just moved forward and not in fear that I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You can do the same thing 10 different ways, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, 80% of stuff doesn't matter. And, that, and I think that's why he never he, – he, he never – delved in and, and became more successful in construction as I think he could have been looking at him from a third person point of view mm-hmm. is because he was like, well, if I'm going to do that, I have to do it 10 times better quality than everybody else. And you can't make money if you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why. And so he never did it. Yeah. And when you look at the, the reason why he made that decision, it's fear-based. Gotcha. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Cause so many people, um, with with a lot of stuff too, like their perfection or like whatever it is to make it so it takes away the fear is an ad- objective thing. So like someone can come in to them, that's perfect. And so there's absolutely no way whoever, say, buying the home would be unhappy with it, but it's an objective thing. Yeah. So he could spin, put his heart and soul into it, and the person comes in and objectively they don't like how that's done. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I agree with you there, man. So wrapping this up, how has where have you seen significant changes in your life since you've been focused on not allowing fear to drive your decisions? So what you're asking is like, what what are the differences I've noticed in in my life from bettering myself and making less and less fear based decisions? Yeah. Um, I was talking with someone else about this the other day, and. One, it's just, it's just nice not to live in a state of fear. First off, like yeah. that, that's a, 
Big not plus. a worry wart. Yeah, not, not, not being and, – and I'm not saying don't worry about things. Don't be conscious of things. But, like, don't sweat the small stuff in the sense of, like, be aware, but don't sweat it. Yeah. There's a big, big difference uh-huh. between that. Like, be very aware. Awareness is key to anything you're going to do in business. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be aware. You have to see the whole picture. But don't sign your stress, your worry, and your fear to that because then it just eats you up. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting in bed at night and you can't sleep over because things. Because you're worried about every little thing. And like we said earlier, 80%, 80% of things just don't freaking matter. They, they really don't. There's like 20% of things you've got to get right. You get those right, the other 80% doesn't matter. And that's what I've been learning is, is like if you just take away the fear out of a lot of those things, like it just makes so much life so much easier and now I'm able to see more clearly okay well these are the things I really need to do to grow my business these are the things I need to do to be able to succeed in in whatever I'm doing and I can do it quicker I can do it better and it builds confidence in me so like now that I can sometimes make uh, decisions without letting fear make that decision for me it creates more confidence in myself, mm-hmm. and that confidence in what I'm doing portrays to the people I deal with. Yeah. And so it, it affects me, and I think, in a lot of different ways. That's awesome, man. I love that, dude. That was an awesome topic you brought up today. Thank you. I like it. Love it, man. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Share the podcast with your friends. That would be great. John, you shared your uh, Instagram stuff before. Um, anything else I can follow? Uh, Facebook, look us up online at BallardCare.com. Uh, if you have any loved ones in the White Mountain area, let them know. We're happy to help in any way. Awesome. And again, Garrett the Trash Man, G-A-R-E-T-T, the Trash Man across all platforms. See what I'm up to. See what Larson Waste is up to. It'll be exciting to follow. So hop on that if you're not already following me. Peace.